NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. As much as life has changed over the last year, you're still pretty busy. So consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same tests hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 25 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. Tim Ford. Tonight, we'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. 23-year-old Ryan Blaney will score his first career win here at Pocono Raceway. I don't usually remember a ton of races. You remember either the really good ones or really bad ones. That one was a mixed bag. You know, we lost our radio pretty early in the race. Holy cow, a power move early by Kevin Harvick. As we go to Pocono, we obviously want to win there, you know, especially since it's one of the two tracks that we haven't won at. So NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Steve Post. Hello again. Welcome to NASCAR Live. Steve Post sitting in for Mike Bagley. We first off hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. And this week on the program, we're going to get you ready for Pocono. We'll go face-to-face with last year's race winner, Ryan Blaney. The NASCAR Xfinity Series will be racing a new aero package this weekend in the Pocono Green 250. We'll hear from some of the teams about what to expect. Last year's winning crew chief at Pocono, Jeremy Bullens, gives us a preview of this weekend's Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race, and we'll look back 25 years ago to a crazy story from Pocono. We've got this week in NASCAR history, a social media minute, and so much more on today's show. But to get you started, let's kick things off with Kyle Rickey with the latest news. Kyle? Steve, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series and Xfinity Series head to Pocono Raceway this weekend for a doubleheader weekend of racing. For Richard Petty Motorsports driver Darrell Wallace Jr., Pocono has a special place in his heart after making his Cup Series debut there last year while filling in for Eric Almirola. We had a good day that day. We had a good weekend. You know, the, the, the atmosphere and just the uh, just the moment. Uh, making my, my debut in the top level here. And, and uh, I remember that day very well. I remember every lap. I remember every speeding penalty I had. I think it was about 15. So to be able to come away with it and, and fast forward it a year later and get to go back and reventure all that, uh, I'm excited about it. Wallace finished 28th in that race a year ago. The NASCAR Xfinity Series will also race for 250 miles on Saturday. 
and for the first time this year will use the high drag aerodynamic package that was used in select races last year with the hopes of creating tighter racing. It's a similar package used in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series All-Star Race earlier this month in Charlotte. More on that later in the show. Motor Racing Network will have live coverage of both races. On Saturday, our coverage of the NASCAR Xfinity Series gets underway at 12.30 Eastern Time, while our coverage of Sunday's Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Pocono 400 is set for 1 o'clock Eastern. Steve? Thanks, Kyle. One year ago, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series visited Pocono Raceway for the Pocono 400. To refresh your memory about that race, here's this week's NASCAR Live Backtrack. The cars are on the track here at Pocono Raceway beginning their pace laps before we get the Pocono 400 underway this afternoon. 160 laps. 50 is your first segment. Take care of it. Have fun. Kyle Busch chooses the outside lane for the start. His teammate, Matt Kenseth, up alongside. Green flag is out, and here we go. The grill on the 78, referring to Martin Truex Jr., who, remember now, started at the tail end of the field. He has come to 24th, but he's got an issue now. I think I got something on my grill. Temperature's shooting up quick. Copy that. Steve, go back up to me once. 300, 319. Oh, yeah, it's got a big piece on it. We're going to have to back up at least this 13, maybe. Ryan Blaney's back in for a second time. This has got to be unscheduled, Winston. Yes, it is, and he is going to come to the attention of the crew. We'll walk down there and see exactly what the situation is. Underload, underbreak. Oh, Clint Boyer's in trouble. Into the outside wall at the exit of turn number two. He got tangled up, got sideways, tried to catch it, but tail slapped the outside wall at the exit of turn one. One more coming out there. Looking inside, 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 inside. All clear, all clear down. Hit this time. All clear. I think it's right front. Oh, right side. Yeah, we see it. Right here. And win and if, Alex Hayden, Dale Jr. makes it back. He, too, headed to pit road, and you can explain why. Well, when he came by us here on the front straightaway, Jeff, engine did not sound good at all. Looked like there might have been a puff of smoke or two come out from the back of his exalted Chevrolet. I don't know what it is about the shifter this week, but it's not natural to me. 10-4, buddy. 10-4, we'll get it better for you. You did a heck of a job today. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Keep your heads up, guys. Yeah, feels like something's going on there that's not, not like last year. I don't know what it would be, but I keep going to second gear. Also, I want to meet with all you guys after after we get in. Like I said, keep your heads up, guys. We're going to go to Michigan. We'll be fine. Well, we talked earlier about stage points, how important they are. Here's what Jimmy Johnson and his crew chief, Chad Canals, are saying about that very thing. All right, man, keep whipping that thing. Get ahead of this son of a We need some good laughs here. As these guys start to pit at the front, we have to try to stay ahead of them to get the stage points. Trouble turn one. Jimmy Johnson slams the outside retaining wall. May have had a brake or a tire failure going into turn one. All right, man, you sure you're all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Whew, I got away with one there. The one car crashed behind us as well. I don't know if maybe there's something on the track. No, when I hit the brakes, my pedal went to the floor. Ryan Blaney up alongside Kyle Busch. They are side by side to the front straightaway. 23-year-old Ryan Blaney trying to make the move on Kyle Busch. He'll finally get by. Hit your marks. Drive away, bud. He has the lead coming off turn number three. He holds the lead to the line. And 23-year-old Ryan Blaney will score his first career win here at Pocono Raceway today. <laughs> Woo! What a popular win that was for Ryan Blaney holding off Kevin Harvick for his first career win 
and a big win for the legendary Wood Brothers. Coming up next, we'll talk to Crew Chief Jeremy Bullens about that day and what it takes to win at the Tricky Triangle. And later, Kim Kuhn joins us for a social media minute. This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. Did you know that with the Loan-A-Tool program at AutoZone, you can borrow a specialty tool with no purchase necessary? Choose from over 100 tools to help you get the job done right, no matter how big or small. And right now, get great savings on performance chemicals from AutoZone and keep your car running at peak performance. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Deposit required. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, game changers. Makes me think of Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Finally, a simple, efficient way to quote home insurance. Let's go to Colin, who will now try to say something. Okay, first of all, are you kidding? Never in my life. Okay, when you see stuff like this, look, I'm not the only one who thinks this, although everybody says I am. Well said, Colin. Well said. Get right to the point with Home Quote Explorer. It's a game changer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. What does it take to go fast at Pocono Raceway? We'll hear that answer next with Crew Chief Jeremy Bullens. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Steve Post. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This weekend, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series heads to Pocono Raceway. Now, last year, if you'll remember, it was Ryan Blaney taking the checkered flag. And Jeremy Bullens, well, he's the crew chief. He was atop the pit box. Earlier today, Woody Kane talked with Jeremy about how to set a car up for the tricky triangle. So Pocono, three distinctly different corners. That's one I imagine from a crew chief's perspective, you kind of enter scratching your head a little bit, even though there are a lot of notes around. Yeah, I mean, you, you nailed it. That's uh, definitely the challenge when you go there. Uh, three very different corners and, and three things that, three corners that require uh, some compromises to, to be good everywhere. Um, you're never going to be perfect, but, you know, I think a lot of people uh, will focus on turn three because it sets you up for the long run down the front straightaway. But at the same time, if you're good in turn one, you get a good run towards the tunnel. So um, you try to be good everywhere, but you wind up having to give up a little bit just to, to be good all the way around the track. What does Ryan like at Pocono? Does he like to be good in three, as you mentioned, or does he kind of want to be just okay in all three? Yeah, I think, you know, the. I feel like, you know, we made good gains last year being good through the tunnel and good through three. Uh, kind of get get you set up for uh, the big run down the straightaway and just carrying a lot of speed and uh, he he can manage turn one probably better than the other two seems like maybe if we can get him good in the other two he can kind of survive through one so um, you know I think it's just a challenge to get it as best as we can get it for all three corners. Strategy wise, at a track that's that big, does it give you more cards to play since you can uh, usually pit without losing a lap? Yeah, it'll be a little bit different this year, you know, uh, with the pit stops being a little bit slower than what they were last year. Uh, I'll have to see how that plays out. You, you might have to be a little bit closer to the front to be able to pit without getting lapped uh, just because the stops aren't quite as fast with having one less guy. Um, but I, I still think that'll play out uh, the way it normally does. Have things about settled down now in terms of the, the pit stops being slower with guys trying different things, or do you still feel like there's more evolution to come there? I mean, I feel like we're getting closer to, uh, you know, terminal velocity if you will on, on how fast the stop can be um you know i think we're we're seeing kind of what the the ultimate goal for speed is out of some of the teams and um but everybody's still going to keep working and pushing to try to get back as close to where we were speed wise as you can but uh, it's hard to do the same amount of work with one less guy and take me back uh, a year ago to your memories uh, that that had to be an emotional moment for everybody involved getting that big victory at pocono what still sticks with you about that day 
Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely a lot of great memories going back there. It was a big deal for us as a group uh, to get our first win, uh, you know, with the Wood Brothers car. And uh, a lot of that group is still together here on the 12 cars. So uh, it's a fun place for us to go back and, and kind of relive some of that and think about it. But uh, I still kind of laugh. I tell Ryan, you know, that we, we had the radio issue that day. So I still kind of joke with him that the only race he ever won, he couldn't talk to us. So maybe there's something to that. But uh, no, I'm kidding. But, you know, just a fun day. Um, anytime you can, can get a win, it's uh, a lot of fun and a lot of things uh, before, during, and after the race we won't forget. Mm. All right. Thanks a lot and good luck. Thanks a lot. That's Ryan Blaney's crew chief, Jeremy Bullins. We'll hear a little bit more from Ryan later on as well. That team is sure to be strong again this weekend. Now we're joined in studio by Kim Kuhn with the latest on social media and all of the buzz this week. Kimmy, good to see you. Good to see you, too. A lot of buzz a after lot of Memorial buzz. Day weekend. First, I do want to take the time. You know, we have a great weekend of racing over Memorial Day weekend, but we're really here to celebrate the people that have lost their lives serving their country. Indeed. And I think NASCAR does such a good job of commemorating those fallen soldiers um, with their NASCAR Salutes program. The NASCAR Salutes program, the names on the cars, the stories behind them, you see it, taking it to a social media level, the drivers r- remembering the fallen soldiers on their car. It is an amazing tribute, it really is. And I, I, I can't imagine how heartfelt that is for the families of those uh, of those fallen military per- Absolutely. persons. Absolutely. And at the track this past weekend, a lot of the families joined each wow. of the drivers alongside the car that represented their son or their daughter's names. And so I thought that was very special. So I kind of took time to reflect yesterday and go back through, because if you follow the hashtag NASCAR salutes, it was a really great way to kind of get all of those tweets and those posts in one place and kind of go through and look at them all. And I saw a really cool one um, from Hendrick Motorsports where we didn't really get to see this, but they took the time to share it on social media. Alex Bowman and his team went to Wrightsville Beach, and they visited the U.S. Coast Guard base prior to Charlotte Motor Speedway. And so it was just a a good look at what the teams and the drivers were doing that maybe wasn't showcased, Mm -hmm. you know, on a big platform on TV or any of that stuff, stuff they were doing to kind of prepare for Memorial Day weekend. Charlotte took all drivers to all four of our five branches of our, of our, our military bases in the month of May and April. And so that the 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 people serve are stationed there could get a chance to meet the NASCAR drivers. The other thing Charlotte does, I am telling you, their pre-race ceremony. Oh, it was phenomenal. With the the twenty-one gun salute and taps, you're at a racetrack, and a racetrack is loud. It's fun. It's screaming and hollering. It's hanging out with your buddies, drinking beer, having a good time. And at that moment at Charlotte, you could hear a pin drop at Charlotte Motor Speedway when they play taps. So they really do a good job, and, and it is a, a great Memorial Day weekend of racing with, with Charlotte and with Indy, with Monaco, mm-hmm. with all the racetracks around the country racing. But you're right. Uh, I appreciate you you're, you're bringing us to the, the real meaning of Memorial Day weekend as well. Yeah, and but we would be remiss without kind of putting a spotlight on the racing because some history was made in the Coca-Cola 600. Kyle Busch finally gets the points-winning race at Charlotte. You know, he's won an all-star race, but this yeah. was the one track that had eluded him. You know, and, and I and I try to, as, as I get older, I try to think, what's the perspective of that other person? And here's the perspective of Kyle Busch. You've been asked eight zillion times in the last month, are you going to finally win Charlotte? Are you going to finally win Charlotte? <laughs> and finally, he checked that one off, puts himself in, a, in an amazing category of drivers that have won at every racetrack, uh, his own category, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but, yeah, 
he never has to hear that question from us reporters again. Absolutely. That's got to be relief in itself. Oh, yeah. And if you saw him on social media, he had a message for the fans, for the industry, for the haters, whoever kind of <laughs> follows him and just said, we did it. That's all it said with hashtag Rally Nation. And he's in victory lane with the trophy. And so that's so 23 racetracks, and he's won at every single one. It's it is incredible what he's able to do. The boy can wheel a car. Yes. That's yes. for sure. And now he gets to tackle a tricky racetrack as yes, we work forward. Yes. Pocono. And Pocono had eluded him for a while. Yes, Remember, that's right. it was one that kind of fell into this category oh, the was, last two or three that he hadn't won well, at. He was a disaster there, too. Yeah. He wasn't even, he never had good finishes even there. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> so, you know, a year or two ago, a couple years ago, he finally tackled that. Um, but rewind a year ago, the defending winner of this race, Ryan Blaney, should be interesting to see how he fares this weekend. It, it's a, a tricky track. Yeah. Kim, great hanging out with you. Thanks for stopping by. Absolutely. Coming up, if you're a person that likes the latest technology, we've got something for you. And also, we'll preview this weekend's race with Ryan Blaney at Pocono. This is NHRA Funny Car Driver Courtney Force. Time to head to Advance Auto Parts for low prices and tons of free services. We offer free battery, starter, and alternator testing and free battery installation with purchase. Plus, Speed Perks members earn up to $20 in rewards. Don't miss out. Visit an Advance or participating CarQuest Auto Parts store near you today. Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. Join MRN as we travel through the life of NASCAR's most popular driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes back in the Daytona International Speedway, leading the pack. I won races that I never thought I'd win. From growing up under the Earnhardt name to super speedway wins to Whiskey River, we dive into everything Dale Jr. He's brain man for NASCAR history. You know, we weren't the typical family that got to sit down to dinner together. Tune in to Junior's Journey, available on iTunes for download only on the Motor Racing Network. The president of Racing Electronics, Chad Willis, will join us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Steve Post. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on NASCAR Live. Recently, our Mike Bagley sat down with the president of Racing Electronics to talk about some new technology that's coming to a NASCAR track near you. We talk about the soundtrack, and it doesn't matter if it's Motor Racing Network, NASCAR Control, um, it's driver to crew, chatter channels out there that you can drop into. This is a business that has taken off and a business that I find that a lot of folks are engaging in. From the racing electronics perspective, what are the services that you provide? What can the race fans listen to when they're at a racetrack? So I think you hit it on the head and, and just a quick step back to set the scene for people who aren't familiar. You know, we're companies in our 30th year now. Uh, we started with a gentleman named Bruce Silver who actually saw this when he was at a race. He got a headset put on him by a crew, and he thought it'd be amazing if you could carry this to a larger group of the population. People sitting in the stands, you can learn so much. So that's, that, is, that is true, and that is organic to what we are. We, we bring people closer to the sport. You can listen to the crew chatter, listen to the strategy play out. It's the what happens, why it happens, where it happens, and when it happens. And the way that we can bring you closer, if you visit our website, racingelectronics.com, or visit any of our trackside locations, and we're at every NASCAR event and every NHRA event and most IndyCar racing events, you can rent a scanner and a headset is really the kind of basic entry-level way. So with the scanner, you can, you can scan the frequencies of the drivers and teams listening in there. You can scan MRN, obviously, listen to what's going on there. You can scan race control, listen to NASCAR official decisions or sanctioning body decisions. So it's a great way to, to add one to your, to your, uh, 
to the education that you get around the event. You understand more, and people who understand more are better fans. They're more likely to come back. They're more likely to recommend the sport. So uh, we think that we're kind of a very organic and important part of the sport, and we're happy that people uh, more and more every year are adapting that technology. Well, you have a lot of products to offer, but you have two that are coming down the line that, well, one in particular has uh, caught our attention, and there's another one that the fans aren't going to want to miss either. Let's talk about the Switch. Enlighten the fans when we say the Switch. What are we talking about? So Switch, it's a category of device called a micro receiver, and it's elegantly named because it is small and tiny, and as you've just played with one before we uh, went on the air here, you said it's small, it hangs around your neck, it's very light, or it'll fit in your pocket. It's three inches by two inches in size. Basically an oversized nine-volt battery. Yeah, about the same size, yes. But what you're doing is you're really taking the capacity of the scanner and boiling it down to two channels. You know, the power user that is the normal scanner fan, they're listening to a lot of things during the race. The more casual fan tends to find that they're going to listen to about 50 laps of that, and then they're going to settle in on their favorite driver and the race broadcast. So with the MRN edition of Switch, uh, which retails for one twenty nine ninety five, and fans can go to MRN.com and click on the Switch banner there, and it'll take you to our website where you can order it. It comes preloaded with MRN's frequency on channel one, so during the race you can get MRN at any time, but you can also very easily in a matter of seconds program in your favorite driver or race control so that it switches back and forth by name, switches back and forth, scans back and forth uh, between those two things. So it's great for use at NASCAR events, NHRA events, it's really helpful at uh, things like World of Outlaws, where you only get PA and race control, and that's the amount of things that you can listen to, but it really brings you closer to that sport, too. If you are a professional competitor, and this is another level of this device, you can also use this. We have uh, two inputs on it so that you can plug your custom ear molds in so you can hear race control through there and also plug in your two-way radio to hear your own team. So it, it works for both the fan and the competitor, but what we're here to talk about today is how you can listen to Mike Bagley, closer, <laughs> closer than ever before, and in the in the the lightness around your neck, of which Mike Barrett, you carry Mike around, is fantastic. Well, I and pre- I appreciate that. I've <laughs> I've tried I've tried this out. I've test driven it, and it is spectacular. And if you want what all Chad just says, again, MRN.com, the switch is what you need. I call it the switch. It's it's the ability to switch back and forth two channels. And for those of you that have loved the fan vision over the years, it's getting ready to be taken up to another level. And it's called The Legend. Explain The Legend to the race fans. So Legend is something that we're really excited about because it's going to become our, our flagship product. It's an example of how our, our, our race and electronics has become an innovation and technology company. Uh, once race and electronics was acquired by FanVision, it became a part of our core DNA. And we originally looked at the FanVision and said, this is the ultimate fan experience because you're getting video and stats and live data and in-car audio as well as, as live broadcast radio or or PA feed, if you want to get that as well. Legend is an evolution of fan vision in that now we're taking one device and we're putting our two most popular devices together in one. So the fan vision technology, the live streaming video, the stats, the bios, all the things I just talked about are available in Legend, but also the over-the-air scanning capability of a traditional RE3000 scanner. So now where fan vision was only useful at the event that fan vision services were offered at, NASCAR and NHRA, um, now you can carry this anywhere. You can go to IndyCar. You can go to Outlaws Racing. You go to your local dirt track, and you can scan the frequencies through the scanner there as well. Legend is a also more user-intuitive device. FanVision was a series of buttons and a, and a click wheel to go back and forth. Great, but still a little, little clicky. 
Um, Legend is now a full touchscreen device. So it's an HD feed. It's a five-inch screen. It's a bigger screen. It's a higher quality screen. It's all touchscreen, all with the same services. Uh, you also get a stopwatch in here if you're working at a short track and you want to time things or if you even just want to see how fast Kevin Harvick's going as he's rowing down the field week <laughs> after week after week after week. Um, you have the option to do all this here. So Legend is available for uh, right now pre-order uh, on racingelectronics.com. It's three nineteen ninety five. Uh, you still need to have a uh, – yeah, I need to activate your video services. We're happy to do that online or at the track once you get it. Um, but we really, really think that fans are going to gravitate to this device. It's the next generation of fan vision. We think it's going to redefine the fan experience for the really high-tech, uh, avid fan. What, up, what, what drives the upgrading of the technology, the upgrading of the experience? How do you know what to take to the next level and when? Well, a lot of it comes from fan feedback. Certainly, you know, we, we do listen to our fans. We engage with thousands of them on a given weekend, and they're not shy about telling you what they wish things had. And the great news is that the team at our trackside team brings that news back. They share it with our, our technical operations group. Our CTO is a man by the name of Jean Arsenault, who actually is the man who founded Kangaroo TV and brought FanView to life. That goes back to my sprint oh, days. Wow. Actually, we were involved with FanView. Mm -hmm. So the original mind behind the device has still been a part of this process all along. So um, legend has really been a, a two-year project in the making to get it here today, but it's been through numerous tests. Uh, we've tested it out in the field. we tested it with different series. We tried it out with NHRA, NASCAR, Formula One. Works fantastic everywhere. Um, so really it's about looking forward and trying to say, what's the next thing we can do? Certainly FanVision was great, uh, but it's got a standard def screen, a smaller screen, and we wanted to make it a more intuitive user experience and try to put more oomph in one device, for lack of a better word, oomph. I don't know if that translates well on radio. It probably sounds like I'm <laughs> popping my peas here on the microphone. But, but anyway, it's a, it's a great device. I really hope people check it out. We are going to be introducing a, uh, a rental program for this device as well in the very near future for people who'd like to try it before they buy it, really. Um, so that'll be kind of a very white glove experience that you'll get with renting that as well. So we look forward to people getting it in their hands and, and, and finding out more about it either one way or the other, either trying it or go ahead and committing to it. We know that they're going to love it either way. Two options, Switch and Legend. And to find out more about them? RacingElectronics.com is the best and easiest way to do it. And, of course, MRN.com if you want to pick up a switch and take that with you to the racetrack. Appreciate you stopping by. Great new items coming down the line. I'm sure that's going to make a lot of race fans happy. And we appreciate your support not only of Motor Racing Network but also of NASCAR well, as well. Thank you, Mike. It's been a pleasure. We love seeing the Reds headsets on your team every time they go up and down the pit lane. That is the president of Racing Electronics, Chad Willis. Coming up on NASCAR Live, the NASCAR Xfinity Series will be racing a different aero package this Saturday in the Pocono Green 250. We'll tell you all about it next, and later we'll preview this weekend's Pocono 400. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Hey NASCAR fans, have you ever wanted a chance to meet your favorite driver or go behind the scenes at your favorite racetrack? Now's your chance by bidding on auctions that support the NASCAR Foundation and our mission to help kids live happier, healthier lives. Our auction site is VIP experiences, race used and autographed NASCAR memorabilia and much more. 
Visit nascarfoundation.org slash auctions today and bid on experiences and items posted weekly. That's nascarfoundation.org slash auctions. What do NASCAR Xfinity Series drivers think of the new aero package for this weekend at Pocono? We'll find out next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Steve Post. Thank you for joining us this week on NASCAR Live. This Saturday, the NASCAR Xfinity Series will be racing the Pocono Green 250. We could be in for quite a show. For more on that, here's Woody King. This weekend at Pocono Raceway, the NASCAR Xfinity Series will be racing that same aero package as last year's race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It has a bigger spoiler on the back, huge air ducts on the front, and a restrictor plate, and it was well-received by teams and fans alike when it produced 16 lead changes in 100 laps. Junior Motorsports driver Elliot Sadler is the Xfinity Series point leader. Uh, my uh, take take on the aero uh, package last year, I thought it was a great race. I thought it was one of the best races we had all year, especially one of the best races we ever had in, Indy, in, in the Xfinity cars uh, because of the package. It, it does a lot of different things. It, it brings more people into play. Um, because you can't get away. It's not like the leader and all can get away. Uh, with the drag that it creates, especially at the longer straightaways, like we're going to have at Indy, like we're going to have at Pocono in, in Michigan, um, it, it, the leader cannot make a great turn and just get away from the rest of the pack. With the draft, it's just going to bring that second, third, fourth, fifth place car into play before the entry of each and every corner. So to me, the racing's closer, the racing's better. It's harder, in my opinion, because you really, it's almost a halfway kind of hybrid between a normal race and also a speedway race. you got to know when to draft, when to push, when to pull out. If you can't make the pass, can you clear the guy? Are they going to leave you out? I mean, all these things come into play. Um, so I, I enjoyed the package. Um, it, uh, I enjoyed watching it last week here, to be honest with you, in the All-Star race. And, uh, and it, the, the biggest key to that package, the longer the straightaway is, the more this package comes into play because the draft is going to work more. Yes, the cars drive a little easier. Yes, so they're going to handle a little better. Um, but it's going to bring that much more people into, into play because of the drag part of it. And uh, that, at the end of the day, creates really good racing for the fans, but also creates a lot of chances for maybe teams and drivers that wouldn't normally have that good of a chance to win on that style of track. So all in all, I think it's healthy for our series, especially the Affinity you know, series. Richard Childress Racing's Daniel Hemrick says Pocono will be just as exciting as Indy last year. I think you're going to see a lot of the same thing you saw, and that was a lot of exciting, close racing, um, and the speeds are low enough that you can actually do that, and that's race, and race really hard, and um, obviously have a, a lot of teammates competing in, you know, in the All-Star race last week um, with the package that is very similar to what we'll have in the next coming weeks in the Xfinity Series, and just from our knowledge that, that we gained off of it last year, it's just a racy package, and that's why it's implemented to more races for us this year. And I'll be shocked if you don't see it be implemented more you know, down the road in the cup side of things because I'm telling you, I keep going back to this question, and I've answered it this way all week, was, you know, what's too fast? As a racer, you never, want, you never think you're going too fast. But on the other side of that, we talk about how mile-and-a-half racing turns into one lane, guys being out by 8, 10 seconds or even more, and, a lot a big contributor to that is the speed you start going so fast and you're, so, you're on the edge of out of control and everybody's doing all they can do and that makes it hard to race and i think what you saw in the all-star race was guys felt they had that comfortability to drive down the corner wide open side by side i don't think everybody wants to be wide open everywhere we go by no means and there's obviously 
always uh, room for improvement as far as the package goes, but uh, I thought it was a huge step in the right direction, and I'm looking forward to it being, um, I think it's our next two races in the Xfinity Series and seeing how, how uh, you know, what the trend continues to be on that side of it, because I think it's going to help the sport and help the viewers and everybody that we're here to put a show on for. Hendrick Motorsports driver Chase Elliott experienced a similar package a week ago in the Monster Energy NASCAR All-Star Race. This weekend, he'll be filling in for Spencer Gallagher at GMS Racing. Yeah, I think it'll be much different than what we saw here. You know, I, they ran that, I guess, last year at Indy, so I think it'll be more similar to what you saw there more than it will be what we saw here last weekend. So, you know, the long straightaways, I think, you know, you have to kind of have things sorted out before you get to the corner just because the, the groove's kind of narrow there at Pocono. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll kind of wait and see, but I think it'll be fun, something different for sure. Yeah, I don't know that it's right for everywhere, but maybe maybe some tracks it would be good. So, um, you know, them doing it at different places, I feel like will kind of give you an idea where it's going to be good and where where maybe not. Christopher Bell's crew chief, Jason Ratcliffe, says even after racing at Indy last year, there are still a lot of unknowns for this package at Pocono. Well, I, for me, I've, I've been to Pocono a few times with a cup car, and, and the first thing I think of there is shifting, and, you know, you, you need a pretty good brake package for Pocono getting into turn one. So when you think about drafting, the drafting duck package with the restrictor place and all those things, it's, it's a lot different than, uh, you know, anything I've been involved with at Pocono. Uh, but like you said, they, they've got some, uh, some racing time on it at Indy. Uh, and I think it'll be similar, um, you know, but there are some unknowns. I mean, Pocono is a unique racetrack. Uh, you know, how, how are the things going to draft through turn three? I think that's going to be the biggest question, turn three, because of the unique shape and the flatness of the corner. Uh, so the, the first 15 minutes of practice, we're going to learn a lot. There's a lot of unknowns, but, you know, we've, we've got a little bit of uh, experience under our belt. So should be a good race. Stuart Haas Racing's Cole Custer is fifth in the standings and ran at Indianapolis last year. Uh, I think what we've seen in the past and what we're going to see at Pocono is just kind of it's kind of a mix between truck racing and super speedway racing. you got the kind of side-by-side pack racing that you have a little bit in speedway racing. Then you have the the kind of aero struggles and then the you know the throttle time that you have in the truck so it's it's definitely it's kind of a mix of the two and i think it puts on pretty good racing for for me i think i'd rather run pocono how it used to be it's just I, i'm one of people who used to like pocono but it is it'll be interesting for sure motor racing network will have coverage of the pocono green 250 this saturday at 2 30 eastern time thanks woody coming up next we've got a crazy story from 25 years ago at pocono raceway and later, we'll preview this week's Pocono 400. I'm not blooming good. I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo! I want that onion to bloom. And it get in my senses like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So bold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback steak tonight. Outback Steakhouse. That's what it's all about. fast in racing and if you don't know where to look you can miss it all with legend from racing electronics you'll never miss another moment legend gives you live fan vision video in-car cameras and stats at nascar and other premier series events and the next generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide nascar fans have never been closer to the action welcome to the future of the fan experience learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com We'll take you back 25 years ago with a strange story at Pocono Raceway next 
This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Steve Post. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Now, if you haven't had the chance to check out our podcast series, MRN presents the 1993 season. 25 years later, make a point to do so as soon as you can. It is a fantastic listen. It's full of unusual stories from start to finish, and those stories are told by the drivers and the crew chiefs that were there. 25 years ago this week, Kyle Petty won at Pocono Raceway. But something strange happened during the running of the Champion Sparkplug 500. It's been 14 races since last he visited Victory Lane at Rockingham late last year. And for the first time ever, Kyle Petty will win here at Pocono International Raceway. Davey and I were racing, and Davey was behind me, and, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. And, and listen, let's be honest. It was not unusual to see stuff in the middle of the racetrack at Pocono during that period of time. Whether it was groundhogs, whether it was deer, it didn't make any difference. I mean, we can go back in time. There were plenty of cautions for wildlife on the racetrack. But there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. And I wave with one hand, with my right hand, and then realize Davey's still coming. And I stick my left arm as far as I can out the window, and I wave with it. And Davey shoots to the inside, but he slows down. And here's this guy. And this guy's got a 50-50 shot at this time. If he, if he runs to the wall, he's going to live. If he tries to make it back to the infield, it's not going to work for him. You know what I mean? Because Davey and I have got the two inside lanes covered. And I, I don't think that this guy realized that the closure rate of 150 miles an hour, it's not like stepping off the curb when a car's coming down the street at 35. You know what I mean? And... I think he, there was some alcohol involved, so he wasn't in top form at that time anyhow. But he, he ran, and he ran to the right, and they said he went over the fence, and that's the last time I heard about him until I read about him in the paper. You can hear much more of what happened that day at Pocono on MRN Presents, the 1993 season, 25 years later. All 10 episodes are available at MRN.com. And on iTunes. And you know, with last week's announcement that Alan Kowicki and Davey Ellison will be inducted into the Hall of Fame next year, this podcast series is a must-listen because sadly, the 1993 season was the year we lost both Alan and Davey. The series, again, MRN presents the 1993 season 25 years later on iTunes and MRN.com. We've got more NASCAR Live coming up later, including Ryan Blaney, last year's winner from Pocono, and we'll also look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, what's that look on your face? Defeat? You want to save more money? Then start playing as a team. Bundle home and auto with Progressive. That's how you win big savings. What? You need music to get pumped? Let's do this. Hold on, I'm going to turn it up. That's too loud. Yeah, that's better. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all stages situations. This is NHRA Funny Car Driver Courtney Force. Time to head to Advance Auto Parts for low prices and tons of free services. We offer free battery, starter, and alternator testing and free battery installation with purchase. Plus, Speed Perks members earn up to $20 in rewards. Don't miss out. Visit an Advance or participating CarQuest Auto Parts store near you today. Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. We'll go face-to-face with Ryan Blaney next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, 
back to Steve Post. One year ago, Ryan Blaney won his first career Cup Series race. Earlier today, Kim Kuhn sat down with Blaney to talk about that special day at Pocono in this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. 23-year-old Ryan Blaney will score his first career win here at Pocono Raceway today. So it's approaching the year anniversary of your Pocono win, your first Cup win. What do you remember about that afternoon? Um... I remember a lot. Um, you know, you remember most of the races. I, I don't usually remember a ton of races. You remember either the really good ones or really bad ones. And um, that one was a mixed bag. You know, we lost our radio pretty early in the race. Where the team couldn't hear me, I could hear them, luckily. But um, And then we were kind of towards the back, towards the front, and uh, just found ourselves towards the front. And I think the coolest part about that, that race was just seeing everybody in victory lane afterwards, especially because I couldn't talk to them the whole race. And uh, just to see Eddie and Len Wood in victory lane there, I thought that was pretty neat. And, and just to uh, be reunited with everybody uh, and knowing what we did for the Wood Brothers, I thought that was pretty cool. But I remember most of it. Pocono, is that a place that stood out to you as, oh, this could be my first win? Or was it a track that you had challenges with before? I know you won in other series, but did you ever think Pocono would be your first win? Um, you never really go into anywhere, I don't think, be like, oh, I think I can win here. I, you know, you kind of just go into every place trying to do your best and whatever happens happens and yeah we run i've always enjoyed pocono uh, whether it was trucks or cup cars and i just think it's a unique place especially in cup cars because you're shifting all the time and uh it's always just really unique but um i don't know i've just i've always enjoyed it and it just so happened that we you know it worked out for us there but uh, i didn't think you know going into that weekend like oh i have a really great shot to win here you just kind of go in and you try to think that you know in the back of your mind everywhere you try to be mm-hmm. confident everywhere but uh i think it was just another racetrack for us and, and just worked out where'd you put the trophy i so i give all my first win trophies to my dad um trucks xfinity cup cars so it's at his race shop in salisbury and um so it's been there so i need to get i need to get more cup ones so i can <laughs> i can have some of my own and your family's usually at the racetrack with you but they weren't that weekend yeah correct what's it going to be like when you win and they're all there. Do you think the emotions are going to be a little bit higher? Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty special. Um, you always want your family there, you know, when you when you accomplish anything. And um, that was crazy because we, you know, they've always come to the Pocono races because, you know, where they're from in Ohio isn't too far from there. And uh, I had no family members there, which was very odd. Uh, that's never happened before, and it just figures that we mm-hmm. happen to win that weekend. And uh, it'd be really neat um, to be able to win with my family there at any racetrack. Uh, I think it's really special. We've you know, for the first time last year, I won an Xfinity race in Charlotte, and all four others of my family were there. My mom, dad, and two sisters. That was the first time that's ever happened. So it's just really cool when you can have everybody there because we're all off doing our own thing and um, have lives of our own. And uh, it's special whenever I can get at least some family members, but it's a rare occasion we can get all of them there. So you get your first cup win with the Wood Brothers. Now you've transitioned to Penske. When you get a win with Penske, do you think on some levels it might feel like a first win all over again? Yeah, a little bit. I think when you move teams, um, you know, it's like you're restarting and you have to prove that you can win for them. Um, I've always wanted to win for, for Roger. You know, we've done it in the Xfinity Series a good bit of times. It's just uh, that's a big another step for the Cup Series. And um, I do think it will be like getting our first win all over again. And uh, We've been close, but to win a Cup race for, for RP, I think, would be very special. And just to know that you're in that list of winners for Roger. How's the transition been? I know there's there's some overlap in terms of the guys that actually made up your team when you were at the Wood Brothers. A lot of them moved over to um, your Team Penske car. But how's the transition been? Where would you kind of say you guys are? 
it's been pretty easy to be honest with you um i feel like uh, that that move over has been very simple and everyone's you know always gotten along really well and it's a lot of the same people that i had last year and for the last couple of years really and, you know that, that kind of the core group the crew chief and engineers they're the same and the car chief which is a big deal he's the same engine guy a couple mechanics and really there's only two or three or four that stayed with the wood brothers um like both truck drivers and a couple mechanics uh stayed over there because they've been with the wood brothers for a really long time uh so we have a couple a couple new people uh some worked at penske already some are from from other race teams and uh but the great thing about this sport is everyone really always knows each other from you know previous races everywhere else or, yeah. yeah so they work really, really well together. Uh, they get along. They trust each other, which is great. So it's been a very, very easy transition. Really, the only difference is I don't get to see Eddie and Len Wood and Leonard mm-hmm. every single weekend. You know, I, I try to seek them out, but you're not with them every single day of the weekend. So um, that part is uh, is a little bit different. But um, overall, it's been very seamless, pretty easy. Uh, it was recently announced that Roger is going to be inducted into the 2019 NASCAR Hall of Fame mm-hmm. class. Obviously, he's touched basically every realm of motorsports. His name is synonymous with motorsports. What's it like driving for a guy like Roger? Well, especially, you know, I, I've gotten the privilege to drive for him since 2012. And uh, now to drive a cup car for him is, uh, is is very, very cool as well. I've always wanted to do that. I've always respected him and his race team and what he's done when I was growing up watching my dad race. And uh, I always thought that's been, you know, always something you look at. Not even in the NASCAR world, but any car, sports car, and any other form of racing and even outside of racing what he's done outside of there so um that's really really amazing that he was uh he's going to get into the hall of fame he deserves it uh, for all he's done uh, for the sport for decades you know that's uh it's pretty special and for him to still keep going um that's uh, that's pretty amazing as well so uh it just kind of gives you more drive to want to be part of team penske by getting a win with the 12 car because then i think that's it's like all right you're in now you you, you want to race and um you're, you're kind of official, but uh, that's that's very cool. I couldn't think of anyone more deserving than, than him to get into it. And, uh, you know, all the other four members of this class, too, I think is, is very, very special as well. So um, I'm excited for, for this class. I think they're, uh, they're very deserving. Last week at Charlotte, you had this crazy fire in your car. I know it looked worse than it was, but as a race car driver, is fire like one of the biggest fears? You know, you guys strap in every week, and it is an adrenaline-pumping, you know, risky vocation what's the biggest fear as a race car driver yeah i don't know I, I i do hear some guys talk about fires kind of their biggest fear and honestly i don't really ever think about it um you never strap in and, and you're worried about fire or anything like that and that's never really bothered me um really you know when that happened you just try to get stopped as soon as you can get off the racetrack you don't want to be sitting on the racetrack and um the hard thing about that is you just when that happens yeah it's not only the fire but the smoke is probably the worst thing is that you, you can't see anything you know, you're, you're trying to look around and see where you are and, and try to get stopped and try to get off, you know, get all your gear off. And uh, you just, you can't do it. And you try, you want to reach for their, you know, we have fire extinguishers in the car and you try to pull the pin, but you can't, don't know mm-hmm. where it is. Um, so you just try to get stopped and, and get out as quick as you can. But no, it, you know, it, all of them are really are always, they look worse than what they are. We're pretty sealed off in the race car. And, you know, there are some bad ones, but um, that one. Looked bad, but uh, no, luckily we were able to get stopped and, and get out right away. That's Ryan Blaney and Kim Kuhn with our NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. You can hear more of that interview with our NASCAR Live pre-race show this Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history next, and later we'll preview the Pocono 400. Grunt style. 
The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Kyle Petty here. My friends at Click and Close, the official mortgage provider of NASCAR, have stepped up this year to support Victory Junction through the fastest lap of the race program on NASCAR radio. So join our team. Go to clickandclose.com slash NASCAR today to donate $43 or more and help us give the gift of camp to children with serious medical conditions. That's clickandclose.com slash NASCAR. And just look for the Victory Junction logo. Thanks to Click and Close and NASCAR radio for their support this season. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Steve Post. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. In a moment, we'll preview this weekend's Pocono 400. But first, let's step back in time for this week in NASCAR history. We'll start our journey this week in 1977. Jimmy Buffett is number one with Margaritaville. A.J. Foyt took the checkered flag for the fourth time in the Indianapolis 500. In the news, George Willick climbed the outside face of the South Tower of the World Trade Center. He was later fined one cent for every story he scaled. The fine, a dollar ten. And NASCAR was racing at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Richard Petty was victorious that day in the World 600. Down the back shoot, and he is way out of the throttle. Ken Squires, he eases up into turn number three, just rides up around Buddy Arrington's car, takes the high groove as David Pearson comes underneath me. Pearson way behind now. Here comes Petty out of the corner. Couldn't be running more than 140, 45 miles an hour and hits her victory lane. 115,000 people waving their hats, cheering as Petty comes across the line to win his second World 600 and $69,300 for this afternoon's activity. Next stop is 1987. Tom Petty is number one with Jam and Me. On television, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker appeared on Nightline to talk about the PTL scandal. And NASCAR was at Dover International Speedway. The rookie, Davey Ellison, was headed to Victory Lane for the second time in his career in the Budweiser 500. Comes down and takes the white flag, whistles off into turn number one, and Allison on the final lap around here this afternoon, and if he can hang it all together and get to victory lane, it will be two for him in 1987. Here is Davey Allison coming around with the Haviland Ford Thunderbird. He's going to win his second career Winston Cup race, his second of the season. And we end this week in 1992. The Black Crows have the number one album with the Southern Harmony and Musical Companion. On NBC TV, the comedy series Night Court ran its final episode after nine seasons. Jay Leno became the permanent host of The Tonight Show, and NASCAR again was in Dover. This time it was Harry Gant running the gas tank dry to win the Budweiser 500. Well, Harry Gant gets the white flag. He should be able to coast around, even if he runs out of fuel. Now he's in turn two. Harry Gant goes to the inside of the racetrack. Greatly reduced speed now. He just eases it off turn two. Now bypasses Darrell Waltrip. The car is still running as he takes it into turn three. As he goes into the corner, he's going to lap the field. As it turns out, he goes by the limping car of Waltrip. Here comes Earnhardt, though. He may challenge back. Earnhardt passes to get back on the lead lap, but Harry Gant wins the Budweiser 500. And happy birthday this week to Eric Jones and Clint Boyer. Those are some of the events this week in NASCAR history. 
Before we wrap up this week, let's check in with Susie Armstrong for this week's race preview. Thank you, Steve. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series teams head to the mountains of Pennsylvania this week for the Pocono 400 at Pocono Raceway. After 18 starts on the unique three-turn super speedway, June 2012 winner Joey Logano continues to refine his approach to success in the Poconos. The car that wins there and the fastest car typically uh, has a uh, really good one and three and a decent two. You know, not that they completely throw it away. There's there's somehow they get it through that corner fairly well as well. You know, you, you try to figure out ways to, to tie all three corners together. Um, a lot of times two and three kind of go together and one's the outlier with all the, the banking down there. But and my goal is to have three really good corners. Three-time Pocono winner Jimmy Johnson takes a similar tack, looking for momentum in every corner of the 2.5-mile trioval. Driving for Chad Canales, he wants you good in all three, so I can't just pick one, unfortunately. Different years, when I look back to the success we've had there, it wasn't just one turn. I mean, we're, we're pretty strong all the way around the track. You know, turn three seems to be very important. and can help with lap time pretty significantly. Uh, for qualifying and, and things like that. For Austin Dillon, the trick in the tricky triangle is corner exit. Turn two there is always is tough. Um, you got to carry some speed to set up your entry to turn three, um, but uh, the long straightaways are what matter. So if you get off the corners of the long straights, uh, you'll be running well. Still seeking his first victory in the Poconos, Kevin Harvick and team head to the honeymoon capital of the world, hoping to tie the knot. It's one of the two tracks that we haven't won at, so, you know, I know that um, Rodney and, and, you know, the organization in itself put a lot of effort into 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 that particular weekend, trying to trying to get to victory lane and, and uh, take that take that race off the list. The green flies over the Pocono 400 Sunday afternoon at Pocono Raceway just after 2 p.m. Eastern. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong. Thanks, Susie. Before we get out of here, I want to remind you that this weekend the Motor Racing Network is at Pocono. Practice and qualifying coverage starts on Friday on MRN.com at 11.30 a.m. On Saturday, it's the Pocono Green 250 NASCAR Xfinity Series with a 12.30 p.m. start time. And on Sunday, the Pocono 400 for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, 1 o'clock airtime, all here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Steve Post, filling in for Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us this week on NASCAR Live. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. As much as life has changed over the last year, you're still pretty busy. So consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same tests hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 25 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. 
So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.